Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. We're Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn, cross country, and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here once again with Kyle, my husband, to discuss the Louisville Classic meet that was hosted on September 29th. It has been a long time, about three weeks. I feel like this is an abnormal amount of time for us not to talk about cross country. I agree, and I'm very proud that you said cross country. You did good. Starting off right, but don't count me in for saying it right the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, this is a very weird season. So we had the Auburn Classic. Mm -hmm. Now we had Louisville on September 29th, and then we don't have another meet again for two more weeks, and it's the pre-Nationals meet. But I feel like that two weeks apart from meets is not uncommon for us, but three weeks is quite the exception. With the schedule coming out so late this year, I'm wondering if this has just been kind of one of those weird years where they couldn't get certain meets together that they liked, and so that's why you're seeing A, it come out so late, but also B, the discrepancy in such a long period of time in between meets. That's probably true. Well, at least they went to the Louisville Classic, because as we talked about last year, this is one of my favorite meets that they go to. It's a really nice course. Um, It's held at the EP Tom Sawyer State Park in Louisville, Kentucky. So obviously when you hear State Park, we know it's going to be full of grass and hills and trees and nature and not a road race. Is that what's in a state park? It usually is. Are you sure about that? Sometimes birds, butterflies. (laughs) All right. Butterflies too. Why not? Why not? Worms. Anyway. Uh, Anyway. My point being is... It's not a track. It's not on the road. It's not on sawdust. Not on a golf course. Oh, don't even get me started again. <laughs> so after looking at this course, it was really nice to to look at the the course that they had mapped out. The men ran an 8K and the women ran a 5K. But even with both courses, there was no backtracking over the same spot in various ways. There wasn't any... Um, loops, nothing like that. It was a great course. It looks like it was really well plotted out. Okay, and again, for people who may be joining us for the first time in the show, explain why you hate a looped course as opposed to just a straight-through course. If it's a looped course, that is track. That is track and field. Don't make me run the same loop over and over. That is called track. This is cross-country. I want to do different scenery. I want to have different opportunities to pass people, different opportunities to confuse people. You know, the whole cross-country sport, it's really a mental sport as much as it is physical. A lot of it is knowing your competition, knowing where the hills are on the course, knowing where, you know, the areas that are really going to be tight and where you can't pass people because it's one man wide. All those kinds of things really make cross-country a lot more challenging than people anticipate it being. Yeah, I I understand your transgressions with the, the loop course, but really it's just a preference thing. It's not like it's bad for the sport. Find me one cross-country runner that likes a looped course, and I will digress about that. Get on that E2C Nation. You need to make sure you go and find that so we can prove Jessica wrong, that there are some out there that don't mind the loop. 
I like seeing the marker saying, hey, I've been past this once, twice. Because you're not a runner. What? I'm, I run from things that makes me a runner. Right, like you run from the mailman or, I mean, <laughs> you're like a dog. I, I think you just need to calm down about the loops. I'm telling just... you, okay, okay, E2C people, find right. me one actual cross-country runner. I don't care if you ran in middle school, high school, college, professionals, Olympics. <laughs> think in the Olympics, do they run a loop? No, because that's not what the sport is meant to be. I'm just saying. I, I, I mean... I'm just saying you're wrong. All right. <laughs> so the other good thing about this race and another reason that I really love it um, is there's a lot of different viewing spots for the spectators. You know, when people's families come and in a course as big as this with as many runners as there are, you need lots of places for the coaches and their, their teammates and their parents and family to actually come watch them run the race. And so I really appreciate courses that have some open viewing spots that you can really watch your loved ones compete. But see, it's better if they're on a loop because then they That's can That's track and field! <laughs> oh my god! Just want to get her like revved up about it tonight. Okay, moving on. Okay. Uh, so we, we talked about the men already running the 8K and they had 31 teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like 31 teams for the men is a good group or that's a huge group of people now i believe i couldn't exactly count but i believe it was like somewhere between three and five sec teams okay so not a ton of sec competition but a lot of competition in general with them being in louisville it's close up to the north a little bit so you can bring in some teams from ohio from iowa from michigan it's a little bit easier to travel for them so i think that's what what makes the louisville classic such a good meet Mm -hmm. is because yes you want to compete against the sec because that's who you're going to be in the pre in the SEC championships, right? But at the same time, you need to go out and compete against other teams as well. And I think this is a good way to bring several different teams who don't normally see each other together in a somewhat central location. So that's why I love it when we talk about the Louisville Classic every year because you get to see some of the other teams. Uh, 252 runners in total, so that's a like quite a few people all smashed together. Yeah. Uh, unhappy to report that Auburn did place 22nd overall with 555 points. But, okay, so let's think about this. Auburn is not a powerhouse when it comes to team cross-country running. Okay. We've got some big guys. I don't mean big as in, like, large men. Right. (laughs) I just mean, like, they're fast runners. They put up good times. um, And we'll get to those in a minute. But overall, as a whole, we're not really in that tight group of being top ten yet. We've got a young team. Give it a couple years, and I think we'll be there. You know, we just lost... Was it Wesley Wesley and <laughs> Curls Wesley Pectel Wesley? Yeah, last year, remember how we had that group that ran close together right. and they really pushed each other. We don't have that yet this year. Give it some time though. Okay. All right. So for the women, they ran a 5K, which most people in you know lay people terms they can understand the times with a 5K. That's all the road races that normal humans run are 5Ks. Normal so. humans. Well, I mean, not collegiate athletes. Okay. <laughs> We're not all athletes, babe. So I feel like that was a shot at me. Maybe, maybe uh, not. Take it for what you want. Okay. Um, there were 22 women's teams, and Auburn placed 10th out of the 22 with 334 points. There were a total of 226 runners in the women's race, and Auburn's entire women's team was back. So we finally got to see some people like Joyce Camelli that we haven't seen before this season. So it was kind of nice. What I will say before we get into times here and more specific stuff, I will say there was a discussion on the podcast for Auburn this week that Brenna Kaigan might be back, and I don't see her name here. So that's interesting that she she was supposed to be back, but yet she's not. I wonder yeah. why that is. And I did see, because when the article was posted saying that every 
the entire team was back, I completely had a brain fart and forgot about Brenda. But then at the end of the article about the results, um, Coach Spry did mention that he did have a couple of uh, athletes that still had injuries that were... So maybe that's where Brenda was. Maybe he's really trying to get her prepped for nationals yeah. and hopefully compete then. Well, that's a shame for her because I know that she's disappointed that now that's two meets that she's missed on the season yeah. out of only like four. <laughs> no, two meets, yeah, out of four total, but a whole month basically of cross country. So hopefully she can heal and join us back because we certainly miss her. Well, here's the thing too about the ladies I've noticed here. There's 31 men's teams that competed, mm-hmm. 22 women's team. 226 runners for the women and and 252 for the runners. So the teams for the women are made up of a lot more, I feel like, because that's, you know, that's a difference of nine teams for men and women, mm-hmm. and there's not that big of a discrepancy between, between... Well, you're exactly right, but you also can't... What is the term? A free agent. Yeah. You also can't discount the free agents. That come women. and run at these events because yeah. it's open to whoever. Exactly, you. because once we go through, you're going to hear a discrepancy within the points, and we've talked about this before. Just because you finished in, you know, 10th place doesn't mean that you score 10 points for your team because you may have had four free agents running that don't score points right. for a team. Yeah. So that's what I'm guessing is a big discrepancy is, yes, the women probably have bigger teams because, you know, that's just a – it's just one of the things that happens. It's right. usually women compete a lot in cross country and men compete a lot in track and field. Um, but the other thing is that there's a lot of free agents. And when I was looking through the results, there were tons of on both sides, but really on the women, there were tons of women that just weren't associated with the team and just necessarily. Just Again, came out this ran. is a great regional event that can yeah. draw in from the South, the North, the Midwest. You know, it's just got a great location for lots of people to come compete in. Well, and the other thing that you have to think about is. To be counted as a team, you have to have five people compete. Okay. So because that's your scores. Exactly, it's the top five. So if if for example Georgia only had four women, they wouldn't count as a team necessarily. Those would count as free agents because they wouldn't score points for their team because they don't have enough women. Gotcha. So that could be another reason. Gotcha. Okay, so why don't you hit us up with the men's results? All right, we'll stop. Uh, start with our. Uh, obviously the five scores that we have on this and i think she wants me to do the men because she doesn't want to pronounce salas's name yeah you you do a good job no i don't there we go and i apologize for anybody's name that i mispronounced because this southern boy doesn't know how to talk uh starting off at the top for the men silas kipnanjik is that pretty good sounds good our sophomore finished 44th overall with a time of 24 minutes 50.8 seconds Next would be Tommy McDonough, sophomore, finished 69th overall with a time of 25 minutes, 15.8 seconds. Jack Rogers, a sophomore, placed 121st overall with a time of 25 minutes, 43.5 seconds. Ryan Lee, another sophomore, placed 188th in a time of 26 minutes, 23.5. And Eric Arms, bringing up the rear for our scoring, a junior placed 193rd overall in a time of 26 uh, minutes, 25.6 seconds. So quite a, if you just look at placings there, quite a bit of discrepancy across the board. Nobody looks like they were really running together yeah. for the guys on this. Except maybe Ryan and Eric. Yeah. Because, look, that's only less than a two-second difference. Yeah, and that's why five I— five places. And that's why I said if you just look at placings yeah. on this, I think that's what people go to. They don't focus on the times because that's such a long number to look at. Then you're like, wow, these guys, nobody's running together. You know, yeah. you can't, and that's why I think you have, you have to stress that there's a lot of packs running together in this, and you cannot say just because someone finished 180th and then the next guy finished 200th, wow, they were way far apart. 
You no. got to look at times on this. Yeah, and especially look at the difference in Tommy and Jack. Yeah. So there was almost, what, it's like 52 places. So 50, 50 people, I guess, between them, mm-hmm. and there was only a 28-second difference. So I, every, literally, every half second, somebody is crossing that finish line. But in terms of, let's, let's talk about the times there with Silas and Tommy. Is that quite a bit of time discrepancy between first and second for us placing? No, I'm not really concerned about that, okay. honestly, because Silas, obviously, he finished top 50 out of a almost, you know, 250 mm-hmm. people team. So you really, your top 50 are kind of ahead of the pack usually, and then your your other athletes kind of start rolling in. So no, I'm not really concerned with that. And then when you think there was less than a minute and 40 second difference between Silas and Eric mm-hmm. for an 8K, this isn't a small race. So, uh, you know, a minute and a half is not a significant amount of time as it would be in the 5K. Um, I was a little shocked with Eric. I'm wondering if maybe he's coming off an injury. This isn't a time that he would have put up normally last year. He normally was pretty competitive. Right. Um, so I'm betting he's coming off an injury or is injured. Yeah. But here's the good thing about this. If you're discouraged with how they placed overall in this out of the many teams that were here, um, I will say this. We've already talked about we lost we lost Wesley and Wesley last year yeah. and several other. Yeah. You know, we were very upperclassmen heavy last year. Look at the sophomores dominating this meet. Absolutely. I am Mr. You know, optimist. I like to, if things aren't happy now, you need to look towards what's happening in the future. you got a lot of sophomores that are going to be building towards a pretty strong team. As they get older, the next two seasons, if they all stay, obviously, you know, yeah. they could choose to not run again. Thankfully, could... cross country is not like football. It's not like somebody goes to the NFL for cross country. So, so. we don't need a red shirt rule. <laughs> no. <laughs> <That everybody>... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a red shirt rule, right? I, there's got to be something similar where you can uh, sit out on an injury, a medical thing yeah, like that. Yeah, that would make but, sense. But, but typically, we get them for the four years. Yeah. So just, we'll see. We probably don't call it a red shirt, though, anyway. So that's the men's Purple results. Shirt. Why don't you talk about the women? So the women, we started out with Joyce Camelli finishing 16th overall with a time of 17 minutes, 13.5 seconds. And this is actually her second year at Auburn. She is a sophomore. So I'm really excited about a 16th place finish for her. We've got a lot of good things to see out of her. Then we had Mercy Kiprop, who's also a sophomore. She finished 70th with a time of 18 minutes, 24.7 seconds. Next was Hannah Tarwater. This is a new new athlete to me. She's a freshman. I, I haven't seen her compete before. Um, I was pretty impressed. She finished 77th with a time of 18 minutes, 27.5 seconds. Then we had Presley Weems, who is a junior. She finished 90th with a time of 18 minutes, 35.8 seconds. And another new person for us, Gigi Maddox. She's also a freshman. She placed 105th with a time of 18 minutes, 52.4 seconds. So overall, I was really impressed with this women's team. I agree with you that Hannah Tarwater we have not talked about before that I can remember. But I feel like we've talked about Gigi I before. Think Gigi I think we she was talked about in the, in the Auburn Classic. Yeah. But still, to me, fairly new. You know, I've only seen two races from her, so I'm not really sure what to expect yet. Right. It's going to take some time getting used to her running style and seeing what we can anticipate with her. Um, whereas Joyce, Mercy, and Presley, we kind of know a little more. We've seen them compete for the last year. Um, so, But it is really nice. And again, other than Presley, she's a junior. This is a really young team, sophomores and freshmen. But think about it this way. If Brenda does make it back, Brenda Kygan, yes, you're going to be, I wouldn't call it, 
upperclassmen heavy, but it's going to be a lot different makeup of a top five finisher probably. Well, it'd probably be two upperclassmen, three lowerclassmen. And or I, underclassmen. I still think that makes a big difference because think about that. You're probably going to have Brenda, Joyce, maybe even Presley kind of pushing for the top three. I feel like we've always heard them. You know, Mercy gets up there too, but I, yeah. I feel like not, not to take anything away from her, but, you know, the names that I always hear are Joyce and Brenda getting it getting up towards the top. But I usually. think that's a good point is we really need to be watching Mercy. So she's she's proven herself this year that she's a competitor and she's out there, you know, to compete and to to potentially win later on in her career in her career. Right. And <laughs> you can't say cr- cr- country. Right. I can't say career. <laughs> We're failing. Well, let's talk about this too. Uh Joyce Camelli coming back. Yeah. With a- after missing the first meet and right. coming I back. I mean, blowing this. it out of the Jeez. water. Top 16 in a 226-person event. Mm-hmm. So, again, I can't stress this enough. Sometimes the fastest runner doesn't necessarily win in a race like this because there are so many people. If you can't get off that start line and get ahead of every single person, you may not be able to pass everybody and win, especially this is only a 3.1-mile race, which to me seems impossible and very long because I don't run anymore. But to these athletes, that's really short, and they're just trying to get to the top, you know, top 10, top 20. Right. So I'm betting that on a real day with less athletes, Joyce would have been top 10, and I am I could be 100% wrong. But I'm betting there were times when she could have passed somebody, you know, athletically, like she's faster than them, but there wasn't the opportunity on the right. course. And I'll tell you what excites me most from this, from the top five finishers here for the ladies is with Brenda out, it gives opportunities for others to step up and get noticed. Look at Hannah Tarwater. Yeah. Neck and neck with Mercy Kiprop, a exactly. name that's been established here. Only I know she's only a sophomore, but we've been talking about her a lot the last yeah. two seasons. Hannah Tarwater, maybe someone to watch going forward. You might not see her because Brenda may be taking her spot. I don't know. But I don't think Brenda will, though, because like you said, we have top five. And Hannah's Hannah plays three, number three for Auburn. So even if Brenda comes in, I think Hannah's a solid third place for Auburn, and I'm really proud of her as a freshman. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, all of these athletes, gosh, all 10, men and women, this is just – I am I know you're a little anxious just based on the numbers, but based on these, these athletes' times for this race with that many competitors, I'm not nervous at all. I think they really had a good showing, and I'm really proud that we've got most of the teams back. And so with this being midseason – as it's odd to say, with only two meets yeah. having been run, you would say they are in midseason form, ready to kind of get over the hump towards the the back half. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think that. I think okay. because we've had so many injuries and because we've only competed in two meets, they're not midseason mentally ready. Okay, they may be midseason physically ready, and they've proven that. But I think they do have some work to do, and I'm hoping that the next meet, they can really prove themselves even more. Because Auburn is a team to compete with. And, you know, yeah, maybe 22nd place isn't the best, but you're still beating nine teams, and I'm not mad about that. No, I mean, you can't be mad about it. These girls are doing great. These guys are doing great. And, you know, only time will tell once all the injuries are done with what's going to happen in the next couple meets. Absolutely. So the next meet, they have another two weeks off. And like you were saying, that's probably a good thing. Little recovery time. Um, But Auburn returns Saturday, October 13th for the pre-national meet in Madison, Wisconsin, which is where your family kind of lives around. Kind of. They do. You know, they they live up there in Brett Fireland and, you know, (laughs) go drink some some soda pop and uh, 
talk about the Packers and all that. And but uh, yeah. So um, I think it's cool that we're going up to Wisconsin this year. I yeah. love that we you know stay in the SEC a lot. I mean the Southeast, but I think again it's good to go to different places and play different teams in different I conditions. Agree. I was gonna say different conditions, different competition. So I think it'd be really good for Auburn. I hope they do well in Cheese Land. <laughs> oh my god. So that's all that we have today about this cross-country meet. But if anybody wants to talk cross-country with me and maybe give me some insight on what you think about the loop and that whole debacle, please find me. The easiest place to find me is on Instagram, actually. But I am on Twitter at JessicaLoomisRN. So, Kyle, if somebody wants to talk about the loop with you and your your stance on it of, yes, you love loops in cross-country. No, I didn't say you, you love it. I just said you're a little bit you know snobbish about it. I'm all not being thing. a snob. I'm being a realist. <laughs> you want to talk cross-country with me? There, I said it right. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you in two weeks. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?